died for him. Me, I trusted him. Me, I loved him. And me, I'm the damn fool that shot him. Hello and welcome to the podcast Where It Happens. It's another Hamilton podcast. It's the last Hamilton podcast you'll ever need. I'm your co-host, Marcelo Pico. And with me, as always, is your other co-host, Paul. Hey, Paul. Hey, man. Uh, it's It's been a week since we last talked. I, I, feel, like, I feel like we just did this. <laughs> we just did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a regular thing, but not... Really? I mean, uh, I, I'm guaranteeing the folks out there listening two episodes, the one previous, the one where we covered uh, Lynn, Lynn Mowell Miranda on SNL and that Clinton fundraiser and, and your trip to Chicago, Paul, where you saw Hamilton twice. And uh-huh. we t- I mean, we talked to Matt Curion. Uh, it was a big episode. That one, and now this one, where we talk about Hamilton, Hamilton's America and we bring in a guest. That's two episodes of the podcast, What Happens. And then after that, We'll see. <laughs> no guarantees. I mean, I, I want to do an episode covering uh, the Hamilton mixtape, but as of this recording, what well, we have no idea if that's going to show up anytime soon. But yeah, v- vague hints of November, but that's all I've heard. Yeah, but so yeah, stay tuned, and I, I do want to come back for that. But yeah, uh, this is episode nine uh, of this Hamilton podcast. Uh, let's reintroduce ourselves for people jumping in to episode nine, and I and I recommend you don't. I recommend you go back at least <laughs> at least at least listen to episode eight. Go back listen to the entire series if you have time. But just if you don't know, uh, if you don't know what's going on, let's introduce ourselves once again. Um, I'm also I'm Marcelo Pico. Sorry, I'm having trouble talking today. Uh, I'm the host and co-host of several podcasts on the Talk Film Society Network. Um, the Talk Film Society podcast. Hey, what you watching with Matt Creon, Colorado Street with Rocky Juarez, um, and now the podcast where it happens, and another one which I'm sure we'll talk about later. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, and I was hesitant about coming into Hamilton back this summer and i said well if i'm gonna listen to hamilton for the first time i'm gonna make it a podcast series because i can't do anything nowadays without making it podcast related and i was searching for a hamilton fan and i found one in paul and that's where the podcast what happens was born um paul uh how obsessed are you with this thing called hamilton i love i love how you frame it that way every time you ask me i am (laughs) I am the most obsessed with Hamilton. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I was the super fan that uh, came in to sort of walk you through bit by bit your very first time through the uh, Hamilton original cast recording. Um, and it was an experiment for both of us, and I was curious to see how it would play out because going into this, I had no idea. There was no guarantee that you were going to like it. I, I was concerned we'd get halfway through and you'd be like, this is just not for me. But uh, fortunately, spoiler alert, if you haven't listened to those episodes, um, he came out the other side, Marcelo came out the other side, a fan of Hamilton. So I consider the, uh, the experiment a flying success and... Uh, I'm very glad that we did it, and 
Um, I, I also, I've been doing podcasts for almost 10 years. I, uh, co-host two other regular podcasts, Gobbly Geek, which is a, a more or less weekly pop culture podcast and, uh, the Avatar Returns, which is a retrospective on the Nickelodeon series, Avatar, The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra. Both of those are currently on hiatus. They're coming back in January, but I talk a lot on those two podcasts, those two weekly podcasts and, uh, I don't feel like I've ever been as passionate or eloquent about anything as I was on the uh, the six main uh, music related episodes of the podcast where it happens. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I'm very I'm very proud of what I was able to contribute to this conversation. Yeah, and like I said last episode, I'm I'm especially proud of those episodes um, because yeah. The the before we started, I had a vision for them, and they came out just I pretty much exactly how I wanted them to turn out. And it's thanks to you, Paul, and it's thanks to Lynn Manuel Miranda for for splitting the acts and the songs in a in such a way that we can have six episodes covering all the songs uh, in 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 a nice, interesting way. So yeah, and I'm sorry for. Um, naming the first episode episode zero and screwing the numbering up. <laughs> this is episode nine, but it's really episode ten in the series, so it's confusing. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yes, episode zero was the intro. Then one, two, three, four, five, six covered all the songs. Seven was a wrap up. Eight was last week's episode, and nine here we are. Um, so that's a recap of where we are in the podcast. Where it happens um, now for this week's episode. Uh, we have a guest we want to introduce here, Paul. Um, Paul, do me the favor, uh, introduce our guests, uh, and and we'll go from there. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we uh, we were going to have Ken Ken Edwards, who uh, we've we've mentioned on the show before, and I don't know if any of our listeners have ever heard him on other podcasts, but we were going to have him on to talk about uh, Hamilton because he's has also become a fan but uh, he was unavailable and he pointed us to our guest tonight uh, hopefully i'm going to pronounce your name correctly lisa weigold yep all right excellent so <laughs> yeah we uh ken pointed us to you and and uh implied hinted that perhaps you might be something of a hamilton fan as well so uh did he lead just us astray slightly. just just a little bit just a little bit. I, I may have uh, drunkenly ordered a Hamilton phone case last weekend, and it came in the mail this week. So, <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. Uh, yeah, th- thanks for coming on the show, Lisa. Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I I know Ken on Twitter, and uh, his word is gold, in my opinion. So, uh, and 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 from hearing your background, just from Paul and Ken discussing it, um, I mean, I, I guess we can get into it now. Uh, you're a uh, you have a degree in theater. Uh, is that mm-hmm. right? And you're also yeah. in theater currently. Uh, just let just give the folks listening a bit a bit of a background on you. Like, uh, tell us what uh, you're working on now in terms of theater. Okay. Um. Well, right now I'm at. Um. Well, I I live in Central Virginia, and I am currently at. It's a place called Live Arts. It's a regional theater, and they're doing a production of a play called The Electric Baby. Um. And I am currently in that. It runs through November fifth. And then after that, I have already uh, told the crew there um, I want to be involved any other way that I can because this is my first um, main season show with them. 
So they were looking for people who were also wanting to be stagehands, assistant stage managers, lighting, sound, um, pretty much anything theater that I can get my hands on, I want to do. Um, this is something that I've been doing since I was five. I've been on stage since I was five. And then when I got to high school, I started doing some stuff behind the scenes. I did makeup for our um, our yearly musical uh, when I went to college, I actually met a woman who owned her own theater, and I started helping out there and doing some shows there. So I started um, stage managing and, and really kind of realized, wow, I really just, I need this in my life. I really, really just need this all the time. Because there was like a three-year period where I didn't do anything, and I was miserable. Um, so yeah, that's that, that's kind of the background. Okay. Okay, awesome. go ahead, Paul. Uh, I was just going to say that that's cool. Uh, how did you, what was your first Hamilton experience? How did um, that come into your life? Yeah, I was on Tumblr, and um, some of the people I follow will just reblog things from musicals and stuff that's on Broadway and some stuff that's off Broadway. And I saw some posts about this thing called Hamilton and I had no idea what it was so I googled it and at the time it was making the transition to Broadway so I don't think it quite opened yet but I saw some things from the uh, from the off-Broadway run mm-hmm. and I started um, just looking up whatever I could and there weren't any clips from the show on YouTube or anything they are very very um, strict about not recording any of that um and uh so i just found whatever news articles i could whatever news reported video uh that i could find and about two weeks after that the soundtrack came on spotify and i was like okay well this is starting to sound like it's a pretty big thing i'll listen to it and see what happens and I guess I didn't realize that the entire show is on the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Like you're pretty much getting the show from like beginning to end, which is awesome. I love it. Um, but I sat there for how long is it? Two and a half, three hours. It's almost and, three hours. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I, I immediately just downloaded it, hit the repeat button. Like it was <laughs> one of the best things that I have ever heard. It was so Ugh, it, it was weird and really cool and I just it was so different and I loved it so let's uh, let's get into like why exactly you love Hamilton because I'm, I'm interested in this in, in, in this question because I I mean I have my own answer um, like it's it I love history for for one but I also love like a like hip-hop rap and I love how the two are infused together but you in particular why did Hamilton hit so like hard for you I think part of it was because it was different. Like, a lot of the stuff that I had been listening to was, you know, even, like, with stuff from Broadway musicals, like, it, it a lot of it, it could kind of sound the same. Like, a lot of it, oh, it's Sondheim, and you can tell it's Sondheim, and it all kind of, you know, it's got that, that mark to it. Um, but... I was just kind of bored with everything that I was listening to and everything that was on, you know, pop radio and anything that you'll hear hear just on the radio. And then this came along and it was so, the music was so different from anything that I'd ever heard. And I don't really listen to rap or hip hop or anything like that. And then I listened to this 
and after getting the um the uh book companion that came out i actually started listening to some of the stuff that lin-manuel miranda said was um influences but i think i just loved it because it was more different than anything that i'd ever heard before and that really hooked me in so has has this like uh you said you started listening to some of his influences has this brought you more into the hip-hop world (laughs) um I'm not sure yet. I I, <laughs> I I I do like some stuff. Um I can't like pinpoint like something specifically right now, but yeah. I can see where he got his influences. I can see, oh, that's you know, that's why he did this or this is what he listened to and that kind of influences that and it's um and it's it's very evident that he's had a lot of influences from these people and he just managed to put his own spin on it. And I think that was really cool because a lot of the stuff that you'll hear today, it's just kind of rehashed. This is completely unique. So I want to ask you, uh, if, uh, once you became a fan, once you fully, uh, accepted Lin-Manuel Miranda as your Lord and savior, (laughs) um, did you, become an evangelist the way that I and I I think most Hamilton fans became like did you start really pushing it on your friends or whatever oh absolutely yeah um when we would um at at the theater that I was a part of last year um we would stay really late into the night and just get sets done and sort props and stuff and we had a big speaker system set up and I just, I had the entire album downloaded, and I was like, guys, we're going to be here for a while. You're going to listen to this, and you're going <laughs> to deal with it. And it took a while, but I finally pushed it on my sister, um, and she's fallen in love with it as well. Uh, a good friend of mine, I played about half the album for him now, and he started to look it up on his own, so that's that's nice. Right on. But yeah, I kind of just, I, I shove it on whoever I can. <laughs> Excellent. Good work. Good work. <laughs> and uh, I've just, I only have one more thing before, uh, unless you have anything else, Marcelo, before we move on. But uh, I just, you, Lisa, have also seen the stage production. Yes. And you saw it in Broadway, on Broadway? I did. And? It was one of the best things that I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> Um, there are a lot of things that don't live up to the hype. Yeah. I really think this lived up to the hype. Absolutely. I completely agree. This is, uh, one of those things where I have, I have quote unquote forced it on several people who resisted. They were reluctant to say the least at first. And, uh, I, I showed them the error of their ways. I I, I did. I did. Yeah. They, they've seen the light. They've all come around and they're like, you know what? I, I, and Marcelo kind of had this experience. Marcelo, you were reluctant to get into it just because it was so hyped. Nobody yeah. would shut up about it. People like me would not stop talking about it. And uh, and now you've you've kind of seen the light. Now, yeah, now I've seen the light. And um, yeah, unfortunately, I haven't seen it on stage yet. But I, like I said last week, I mean, I have a feeling I will one day. Maybe it'll be like ten years from now when it's like uh, you know cheap off Austin Broadway show or something. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. Um, I've I've seen that, and I I have one 
uh, question for you, and I was going to ask if you had seen the stage show, and you have. Um, uh, let me ask you this: uh, What is your favorite song, or since you've seen the stage show, like performance of uh, uh, of the stage show? That's really hard to pinpoint because the entire thing is just incredible. But um, I, for some reason, I, I'm really, really drawn to um, the room where it happened and yes. wait for it, which you know both Aaron Burr. Um, we, I, I unfortunately didn't get to see it with Leslie Odom Jr. Um, he and Lynn had both left the show by that point, but um, the choreography for The Room Where It Happened was awesome, and um, the the lighting that they had actually was just really, really good. They had some light effects. A lot of the set is very, very just basic, yeah. and they'll bring stuff on, but the lighting was just great. Um, so probably those two, but um, it's it's really hard to pinpoint like a like a definite favorite. Yeah, and and that says a lot actually because I I really can't pinpoint my favorite you know track from the original cast recording. So I uh, I guess I was just uh, trying to to throw throw a hard one at you. <laughs> but, <laughs> um, and and I I guess from like a theater uh person's perspective like what like stands out to you like what like what is like an aspect of the show it being the cast recording or the stage show that just really is like oh like they nailed this or this is like the one thing that really like transcends what i've seen before um well the lighting was better than anything that i've ever seen done unless you're like at like a concert in a huge arena or something but i it was just very well planned out um the, I mean, I guess you could say this for any Broadway show, but the choreography was just so incredible and so smooth and just, it, there was not a step out of place. And I've seen two Broadway shows now, and I've seen traveling casts of things before, but really this one, just everything was just... It, it is. It was as close to perfect as you could have gotten, and I didn't even see it on a night where um, Javier Munoz, who took over for Lynn, I didn't even get to see it when he was being Hamilton that night. He got sick and they had a standby, and even him, <laughs> like it was his first night doing it, he was still like fantastic. It's that's just, uh, that's that's my one regret regret of uh, the. I mean, it's not a regret because hell, I got to see it on Broadway. <laughs> but um, the night my wife and I saw it, also Lynn was not there. It was Javier um, that we saw, but we we didn't have Lynn or Chris Jackson that night. So um, we did we did get to see Leslie as Burr, but we didn't get Lynn or Chris Jackson. Mm. But, but uh, Javi was excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, in, in between both of you, you've seen it four times. Paul's seen it three times. You've seen it once, Lisa and. Uh, you guys haven't seen Lynn Manuel Miranda as Hamilton. That's right. <laughs> Not, That's we'll right. get there. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully it'll happen. I mean, he's 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 popping up. He right probably going to pop up like at certain productions. He's he's I he that's not confirmed, but like he has said, he's joked that you know maybe if he just happens to be in town when there's a production of it, he'll show up one day and and do it. He's probably kidding. I suspect <laughs> is I suspect his life is so packed right now that he probably yeah. doesn't have that kind of time. But 
he he'd have to like paste on the uh, the the goatee and like put on extensions. For yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, were there any last uh, questions you wanted to throw at Lisa Paul? I I don't think so. Yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to talking about uh, Hamilton's America because this uh, this shows actually a pretty fair portion of the stage production so this is oh, yeah, the, yeah. the mm. most that you've gotten to see so far or so me yeah exactly um i'm excited to talk about it and 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 lisa thanks for joining us in this segment you know you're going to be back in the next segments because we're going to take a little break then when we come back we're going to be discussing hamilton's america the pbs documentary that's premiered last friday so here we go we'll be back after this break And we're back. Hey, hope you guys enjoyed that break. Um, I don't know why I do it. <laughs> I just enjoy putting breaks in these podcasts. Um, uh, Paul, hey, you're you're still here. Uh, uh, the, the the flashing lights have have. Yep. yep. <laughs> I, I I went out, got us got some overpriced refreshments, and I'm back. So. And and Lisa's still here. Hey, hey, Lisa. Hello. Now let's talk about Hamilton's America. The uh, PBS documentary that premiered uh, last week. Um, let me okay, because I I need to know this date. It's still online. The, this is where I saw it is online, and and PBS luckily is keeping this online through November. I think through November eighteenth. Yes, yeah. November eighteenth. Um, so yes, anybody listening now, uh, if you're listening to this before the eighteenth of November, you can still watch it online. Uh, and I'll PBS PBS dot org or the PBS app. Yes. I'll say first and foremost, you definitely need to see this if you're a Hamilton fan in in any wavelength. If you're a casual fan, if you're a massive fan, you have to see this documentary. Um, I love it. <laughs> I I do. As Paul was, was talking about before, it shows a lot, a lot of footage from the stage production. Uh, I I wrote down all the all the uh, songs, all the parts of the show that they showed. And I forgot to count it before I came on. It's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. 19 songs and portions of the stage show that they show. So that's a lot. I mean, uh, obviously they don't show everything in its entirety. But from the quick glances that I I saw, I was was satisfied. um, Until they finally released the entire production. I don't know when, I don't know where they're they're going to stream it, but it's going to happen eventually. But now, you know, I, I, this documentary will suffice. So, um, those are our quick thoughts about it. First and foremost, we'll, we'll we'll get into it further here in a bit. But Paul, tell us your thoughts on Hamilton's America. Uh, it exceeded my expectations. So this was announced. I don't even know how long ago, a, a while ago. We've known for a long time that this was uh, coming up, and uh, I've been desperately anticipating it and i don't know i don't know what i was expecting i guess i thought this was going to be kind of just an extended i don't know if either of you saw the 60 minutes uh that they did several months ago interviewing lynn and the cast i saw a clip of that yeah i 
I guess I thought it was going to be just one of those. I had no idea that, first of all, it was going to be an hour and a half long and that it was going to be so, um, I don't know, just detailed. I, I, so I was blown away. I, was, I loved everything about this. Um, I mean, I've also read the, uh, the Hamilton, The Revolution, which is the, the hardcover book that, uh, Lisa, you referenced a few minutes ago. But, and so you know, a lot of this information is in that book, obviously, but it's another thing it's one thing to read it. It's another thing to actually hear Lynn and, and the, the other creators behind the show talk about it. And, um, yeah, I mean, I loved it. One of my favorite things was getting to see the cast go on to the various locations, go on the tours, go to Valley Forge, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, Lisa, uh, give us your thoughts on watching uh, Hamilton's America. Uh, I was really surprised how, in depth they went i mean i thought they were just going to cover like the show but they actually went into like the history of like who hamilton was stuff from his life that was not in the show they talked a little bit about things that were in the show that were different from his actual life like how he didn't meet uh lawrence lafayette and mulligan at the same time but um i also uh I guess I didn't realize they were going to be uh, filming everything so early because at the very beginning they had just, uh, you know, they filmed Lynn walking into his apartment being like, we got a kid coming. We have to paint everything and nothing is done in here. So, like, this has been something a really long time in the making. And Yeah, I, I wondered about that because, yeah, the first we see Lynn, it says it's a year away from the Broadway. Months, yeah premiere and uh my thought was wow they so so pbs i'm assuming it was pbs cameras or they they purchased this but pbs was already anticipating that this was something they were going to want to cover um and i guess the only thing i could come up with is that this all followed the uh the 2009 uh white house performance Mm -hmm. that lynn had done and that you know that video went viral and so uh, it was already like Hamilton was already kind of a viral hit, I guess. So maybe they just figured this is going to be pretty big. Maybe we want to be in on the ground floor. I yeah. don't know. But. The, uh, the, the director, and this is like a, a thing I read a few weeks ago, like uh, Alex Horwitz, um, like he and Lynn Manuel, like are kind of friends and, and Alex is like, Hey, why don't I just like record you like trying to write this stuff? And, uh, and see what happens because they weren't expecting it to be this huge, uh, mm-hmm. and luckily it was this huge. And it, it's it's actually um, amazing how early on in the process they they were recording this stuff. And yeah, um, it was it was kind of brilliant how they 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 of course they didn't plan ahead, but they were like, why not? Like why not record you trying to assemble, trying to write my shots, which is one of my favorite parts of the documentary, like him going through the verses so early on, like 18 months before opening, and then you cut to like the final product, like them performing it on stage, the back and forth like of like a year and a half of worth of like work. And that's extraordinary. Like I, I'm, those moments in in the documentary absolutely are work. So yeah, um, good on Alex Horwitz for saying, "Hey, why don't I just record my <laughs> friend just just trying to do this and see what happens?" It, it gives, uh, I guess, you know, filmmakers and other documentarians, I guess, more incentive of just believing in a product before it becomes something big. <laughs> I guess. 
the day will come when we will all have film crews following us around <laughs> all the time, just in case. You never know. You there's never a, know. There's a film crew recording me right now. So okay, awesome. <laughs> um, so I uh, let's see what else can we say? Yeah, yeah. Those uh, the the actors going to. Uh, like early on, uh, Lin Manuel Miranda going to uh, Hamilton's like study and seeing mm-hmm. his uh, Hamilton's, uh, as the historian says, his laptop, right? Uh, his right. his writing desk yeah. that he carried around and wrote like nonstop. Uh, that was fascinating, and how later on Hamilton like had his had his laptop, computer laptop, and held it up and goes, "Here, here's my laptop, and here's what I'm like writing on." So. Uh, the the uh, the parallels that uh, Manuel is making to him and Hamilton they, they were there from the beginning uh, mm-hmm. and that's fascinating to me. I also like how that revealed um, where why Hamilton wears green <laughs> because oh, <yeah. laughs> because his room was green and they were like oh it's a, that's a nice color money green I like it so. <laughs> uh, the secret the secret origin of his green coat from the show yeah yeah um, let's see what else oh. Okay, some aspects of it that kind of in the first like three minutes that kind of threw me off, uh, and I'll only get this out of the way. It's like the only part of the documentary that I didn't like was uh, like we see Manuel Miranda uh, coming into his apartment and saying, "You know, I'm, I'm it's 2014 in the process of writing," and then then we go to the first talking head that's not Lin Lin Manuel Miranda and it's Jimmy Fallon. I go, "Why, <laughs> why, why is Jimmy Fallon in this?" <laughs> So early on as a talking head, then later on it makes sense because like Fallon was one of the first uh, yeah. to publicly you know praise Hamilton. Uh, that they show a clip of him on the Tonight Show talking to uh, the Roots and saying, "Have you guys seen this? It's amazing, right?" So but- yeah, the uh, the this show didn't even uh, reference the fact that. Uh- that Questlove went on to become like executive producer. Like right. he, he liked it so much that he got on board. So he's Questlove is actually the roots are actually the reason that the uh, original Broadway cast recording is so high quality. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. ordinarily Broadway cast recordings, they, they kind of, they give you a day or two to record them and you just go into the studio, you record it and you leave. And this, they spent like weeks and weeks with multiple takes and lots of layering and all that stuff. So. Oh yeah, yeah. That's one part they should have gone into, but I, I'm I'm happy that uh, uh, it's it's one. I mean, to be Lin Manuel Miranda through this entire thing, because I mean, uh, getting to hang out with the Roots and having them help out help out with his production with the original cast recording. That's like one aspect of the documentary. Then you have Miranda talking with Nas and and uh, and Sondheim. And Obama, <laughs> yeah, he's like going through the gamut of like these amazing people who I'm sure he idolizes each and every one. And man, to be him, uh, he uh, he must be having. He's the only person in 2016 who's having the best year of his life. So <laughs> that's that's right. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but but yeah, um, those moments where he just sits down with these people and where he gushes about being on stage with the roots and 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 the roots themselves saying you know uh one line i wrote down is like real recognizes real like one artist recognizes the other artist mm-hmm. um the roots themselves recognize miranda uh, with his work and i i did i did hear quest love saying he has seen the production 10 times right <laughs> he he said uh he said eight or nine times, eight or nine times. Uh, <laughs> yeah but uh that he had to see it eight or nine times just to pick up all the stuff he missed like the first seven or eight times. Yeah. Lucky him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
Um, hey, uh, Lisa, and, uh, any other thoughts on uh, on the production process of ha- of Hamilton and Miranda's like thoughts into it? Um, not off the top of my head right now. I'll probably think of some comments as we go. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't know. Obviously, I'm not a theater person, so I don't know what goes into the writing process of something like this. And one aspect I found fascinating was how um, Manuel himself was writing this, and he was writing it at uh, a pace of one song a year at one point. <laughs> a snail's pace, yeah. Snail's pace. And then, and, th- and then who was it, Paul, that said, you know, we need to pick this up. We <laughs> take this. It's Tommy Kale, that's the director. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and they... They picked up the slack from there, yeah. Um, and, and I found that fascinating because I don't, I don't honestly, I don't know how how difficult it is to write a Broadway show because I, I have no idea. As as someone, I, I don't work in theater or any of that, not yet, knock on wood. But um, <laughs> as someone who has done a creative collaboration, uh, I loved seeing Lynn's cabinet meetings, what he calls That's the right. cabinet meetings with. Uh, him and uh, Alex Lacamoire and uh, uh, Tommy Kale and um, Andy Blankenbuehler, the the choreographer. I just loved seeing that whole creative exchange with them sitting around the table comparing notes. Well, maybe this would, maybe we could cut this line here, or you know, this is how I imagine it sounding. I don't know. I I, I love watching that part of the creative process. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, and I love again that he called them cabinet meetings. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, between those three, um, yeah. Okay. Wow. What else can we say? Uh, okay. Uh, I don't remember what episode this was, Paul. Uh, where you went into the stage production of Hurricane, um, and now having seen it, like here in this documentary, like they show a portion of it. Um, mm-hmm. And and uh, again, like going into the documentary just a bit, the the, the overall view is like they go, f- they go through Hamilton. The man, Alexander Hamilton's history, along with the production of Hamilton the Musical, kind of like, like from beginning to end, which is fascinating. Mm-hmm. Like they go, they talk about Hamilton's history, um, and they show clips from the making of the songs to the production uh, on stage, and yeah, it's uh, it's it's a brilliantly constructed documentary. Is what I'm trying to say. So during the portion where they talk about Hamilton's history, Alexander Hamilton's history. Uh, how he survived the hurricane. They go into the into the stage uh, show. I mean, the stage clip of Hurricane on stage, and that's where I, I've that this is the first time I've seen this. Uh, the the part of the show where the stage like circles around mm-hmm. uh, I, I, Alexander Hamilton in the middle. I'm can I, can I just, oh sorry. Oh, go go ahead, Lisa. Oh, I just got to say that actually seeing it that rotating stage. It's in two parts and. Well, kind of two parts. It's it's one of the coolest bits of the show, um, choreography wise, and uh, they used it so much throughout. Um, there's an inner circle and an outer circle, and then the center part. Um, if I remember correctly, actually, the center it's, part is stationary. stationary. It stays yeah. still. And then the inner and outer circle can rotate either in the same direction, opposite direction. They used it to its full potential. It was really, really cool to watch. Yeah, it's it really is fascinating to... Uh, I mean, 
it is a super small stage. Mm-hmm. Um, Marcella, you had asked me about this when we were talking about it in previous episodes. You know what? So what does the stage look like? And I, I tried at that time. I had only seen the the production once, and so I was trying to recall details and everything. And it's really difficult to explain. But but uh, like Lisa mentioned, it's it's pretty sparse the the set decoration, and it's a really small stage, and you have a lot of actors up on stage moving around, and the the rotating platform the the turntable uh, that they can walk on provides an incredible amount like it it doubles the size of the stage basically like you can have characters walking and talking for the full length of a song um, and not have to worry they don't have to turn around and keep walking back and forth across this tiny stage or whatever there's a lot of um, just fascinating innovation that they got out of staging just by having that rotating platform yeah and uh yeah my main point was it was fascinating to finally see that in action uh uh during that song and, and through other moments in in the play uh what they showed on in, in the documentary and yeah um in the very beginning of the documentary uh they i think they're playing alexander hamilton on stage, and there's a wide shot. They 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 pull back, and you sh- you see the audience watching this on stage. And then I I got that glimpse of this very tiny theater, Paul. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, it's it, it's a great shot in, in the documentary, and it shows just how small the stage is, and and just how not massive the the the, the entire theater is. Um, yeah, I, again, I I can't wait. Because I'm sure these clips that they show us in the documentary will be in like the full um, full performance of this that that we'll eventually see uh, down the line. I'm I'm sure it is right. It, it, yeah, I'm not sh- I'm not sure if what we saw tonight is the they famously recorded two they filmed two uh, performances uh, near the end of Lynn's run. Uh, for use at a later date, unspecified use at a later date. I don't know if any of what we saw in this was that stuff that was filmed because I, I felt like while I was watching it, I felt like we were seeing, uh, maybe an early performance of it. Okay. Like it, it seemed to me that they didn't have quite the, uh, it, it hadn't been as polished as I remembered it being on stage a couple of times, but uh, I'm, that could be completely in my head. Maybe I'm making that up. I don't know, but yeah. But I, I'd be interested to see. I, I want to read more into the, the making of this. Uh, <laughs> if there we, really we need a documentary on the making of the documentary, <laughs> a documentary, um, Hamilton's America, the making of Hamilton's America. Uh, <laughs> uh, if it ever comes out on Blu-ray. Hopefully there'll be that. Um, but yeah, uh, I I find this fascinating. It uh, somebody put it pretty well. It it's a great like making of feature that you'd see like on a on a Blu-ray of a movie, uh, but it's mm-hmm. just it's just as in depth and it's just as uh, vital I think to the the show itself. Um, and yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of any more. Let me see um, of what is in this documentary. Uh, oh, I mean. Uh, yeah, you said, Paul, earlier that a lot of what they say in the documentary is already in the Hamilton book, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, the uh, the book the book's pretty detailed. It covers a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Uh, were there any moments in the documentary that that were like really huge revelations for you? Um. 
I don't know. Let me think about Elisa. What about you? Was there? Have you um, you've read the book, right? Yeah, I I, I read most of the book. I uh, just because of my schedule, I haven't been able to get through the whole thing yet. But uh, towards the end, they went to that. Uh, it was a museum or an archive of um, a lot of stuff that they would that they actually handled guns that they would have used like during the duel. Yeah, and yeah. Um, what really shocked me was. Um, you know, they kind of went in detail about what happens when there is a duel. Like, what what do you do? How does it go down? Can it be ended? And, um, you know, one thing Lynn said was, you know, there's so much time to apologize. And yes. they actually, um, you know, showed them how to handle the guns, how they would have handled them, and then, you know, how they, I don't know, how they draw out the... Uh, well, just ha- just pretty much just the steps of a duel, and he, the fact that he just said there's so much time to apologize, he could have just said I'm sorry. Yeah, and- yeah, yeah. The uh, Lynn m- said that when they were uh, sort of handling the guns, uh, they were because the guy was showing them like how to load the guns, and Lynn is like, "Wow, there's just so you had so much time to apologize." <laughs> uh, and then Leslie had also mentioned it when they were talking about because the other thing I liked that happened in that same sequence was um uh lynn and leslie both got to read actual letters the a dot ham and a dot burr letters like back and forth to each other right there and uh uh lynn was talking about how you know nowadays you can go on twitter and you can send a 140 character tweet to somebody and piss them off and they can get upset and tweet back at you and and it's on right it happens just that fast but back then these people had to write these these exquisitely penned letters and then the letters had to be delivered and and then the person had to compose their response there was so much time for things to cool down um and so it's just amazing that it didn't <laughs> that this stuff this stuff escalated as much as as far as it did despite the fact that everything moved so slowly <laughs> And, and and one little thing I noticed was like when uh, it was Leslie Odom Jr. right and uh, Lynn Mount Lynn Manuel Miranda who were handling the the guns and mm-hmm. they were a few like feet apart and like pretending to duel and Odom Jr. like pointed the gun at uh, Lynn Manuel Miranda and I think at that point Lynn Manuel Miranda had a gun, his had his gun in the air <laughs> and it, yeah, it's like it yeah. was like a natural thing for Odom Jr. just to point it at <laughs> Miranda. <laughs> But it, it, but these yeah. like the like real. I'm sure they weren't the the guns that the 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 uh, historical figures shot at each other, but they were replicas. Uh, but yeah. yeah, I found that kind of funny uh, that they were in that position. Um, I think the most uh, I I want to say there were. Um, this is well documented over the course of this uh, podcast series that I'm extremely emotional and uh, the this uh, production gets me very emotional. Um, there were emotional moments for me during Hamilton's America, and one of the one of the biggest for me was seeing Chris Jackson uh, when he went to uh, Mount Vernon oh, yeah. when he was at uh, Washington's residence and and you know going through the slave quarters and just I don't know the reverence and the the I don't even know what it was the look on Chris Jackson's face while he was there and the the solemn tone of his voice while he was recounting what it felt like to be in that space that was very powerful yeah 
uh, and for sure, for me, by the end, I was pretty much almost in tears as the the documentary wrapped up and they ended on um, "Who Lives, Who Dies, Who Tells Your Story" because that song always mm-hmm. gets me. So, uh, yeah, uh, I was eating a big sandwich watching this documentary yesterday and just uh, <laughs> pretty much in tears. Um, that crying into your sandwich, <laughs> crying into my sandwich. Um, so yeah, uh, I mean, like I said, it's. If you're a Hamilton fan, at this point, us talking about it, if if you hadn't paused it before we talked about it and watched it, you know, why not do it now? <laughs> it's still online as of November eighteenth, um, and, and thankfully, it's it, it. I'm 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 happy that it. There's like another uh, resurgence of Hamilton coming up, especially now before the election, because I think it's it's vital to look back because they they talk a lot about um, like how history is important obviously it is it, it should go without saying but having these like big figures i think elizabeth warren is in it uh mm-hmm. george w bush is in it um <laughs> and he has like a funny line in in the beginning he says uh yeah history is gonna judge uh, history will be the judge of people it takes it takes a long time for history to <laughs> to recognize your it's, it's like he was pointing he at himself. Yeah. It's like history's gonna take time, right? Come on, folks, look at me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, and, and yeah, Paul, Paul Ryan was in yeah, there. Paul yeah, Paul Ryan, and you know, as as little of them as we got, it was enough. Um, I, I don't know if I mentioned uh, in any previous episodes, but uh, the when my wife and I saw it on Broadway, Elizabeth Warren was in the audience. Oh, wow. She was a couple rows behind. Wow, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it um was my point. Yeah, it's. It goes to prove that yes, um, history is important. I love that they make it absolutely clear in this documentary, uh, like it needed to be said. But it, I think it, I guess it needs to be said. Um, and having this out before the election, yeah, that's uh, perfect timing. Okay, because I, I look at these respectable figures, these figures from history, the figures, even Paul, even that guy, Paul fucking Ryan talking about how how important it is to know your constitution to read this yeah that was a thing that was a thing right. wasn't it <laughs> to 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 have these the these artifacts be entirely historically relevant today to be an important parts of the political process yes <laughs> i agree with him on that part but you know come on there's Ir- irony. irony irony yeah um, so yeah, that was my, my point. I'm glad we're talking about this before the election because hey, uh, it's important to know history. Uh, so yeah, I, any final thoughts, uh, Lisa? Uh, any final thoughts on Hamilton's America? Um, I just I, I thought it was just incredibly done. I'm really glad they went so in depth as they did with, I mean, pretty much everything. And I actually um, a lot of interviews that have come out have been pretty much of just Lynn and so it was really nice to be able to see the entire cast go to all these places like they went to the Skylar's house they you know went to Mount Vernon and we saw each individual person actually see where their character was and how they lived and um I mean, I just from the things I've seen, I've seen a lot from Lynn, but to so to be able to get that from everyone else's perspective was really nice. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, Agreed. absolutely. Um, but Paul, any final thoughts on Hamilton's America? Uh, no, I mean, it's. Uh, I have not heard if this is going to be. Uh, sometimes PBS puts these things out like on disc. 
Um, I don't know if that's going to happen, but um, if it does, I'll be, I will be purchasing it. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm a subscriber. I donate. I donate to PBS. <laughs> so maybe it's maybe it's on the way in the mail to me right now. I don't know, but uh, yeah, I just highly recommend this. And I feel like this, even if for some reason, again, like like Marcelo said, if you've never listened to Hamilton, if you've never listened to our podcast, and for some reason you are listening to us right now, I mean. First of all, what the heck? But uh, I think you don't. You could just watch this documentary. Uh, you absolutely should listen to Hamilton. You absolutely, if you get the opportunity, should see Hamilton. But if for some reason you're not going to do any of that, I think this documentary does a pretty damn good job of giving you a taste of just how extraordinary this work of art is, and maybe maybe helping justify to you in case you've been confused why so many people are in love with this. I mean, Michelle Obama was full on fangirling about having the cast in the white house. Like she had said the, uh, her seeing her seeing the production was like the most, the, the, her favorite work of art she's ever seen or or something to that extent. Yeah. Yeah. That's saying something. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I, 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 going to what you're saying Paul I don't know I'm trying to picture myself like if I'd seen this documentary before having heard any of Hamilton I mean I think I'd appreciate it I'd appreciate it as a documentary but I would want to like listen to like the entire like soundtrack before like I, I might have to like pause the documentary and listen to the entire soundtrack <laughs> and then go back into it because I think the songs themselves like the the, the sections they play um I'd be like, oh, I want to hear more of this. I want to hear more and more of this. But that, and that's just me talking. I, I don't know if like a non-Hamilton fan, as an, maybe a non-Hamilton fan would come at it and appreciate it like I would like a, a, a documentary on that end. Um, maybe they'd be like, oh, the songs are just okay. But well, here's here's how we find out if anyone listening to this right now <laughs> has not has not listened to Hamilton, but somehow is listening to us and has watched the documentary, please let us know. Let us know. I'm interested to see that. That could be a podcast all into itself. (laughs) Yeah. The podcast where America's Hamilton happens. Uh, Hamilton's America (laughs) happens. Sorry. Hamilton's America. So yeah, so that was the documentary (laughs) on PBS. Um, Again, November 18th is the, the, the last day they'll show it online. So yeah, check it out, folks. Why not? Um, Paul, I think that's been an episode of the podcast where it happens. Seems, Seems like, like it. it. Um, oh, uh, oh, we'll do this in plugs. Uh, so now we're in plugs. Uh, Lisa, thank you for coming on the podcast where it happens. Thank you guys so much for having me on here. Um, before we let you go, plugs, um, the folks listening out there, um, where can they find you online? Um, that's a good question. I have Facebook. If they'd like to talk to me about Hamilton, just send me a request. Um, I'll be the one with the weird middle name because people do that sometimes on Facebook. Um, I'm really, I'm not super in social on social media. I don't have a Twitter. I do have a Tumblr. If people want to come along with that, I put a lot of Hamilton stuff on there, a lot of theater stuff. Um, it's the the mighty Velisa Raptor. Um, yeah, that that's pretty much it for social media. 
Yeah, and, and that's that's good enough. I mean, I'm kind of jealous that you're that not into social media because I have. Yeah, me, oh, me too. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to get into how many Twitter accounts I have. Uh, Paul, uh, before we go, plugs. Where can the find people listening find you online? Uh, I'm not really on Facebook, so don't worry about that. But uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Haunt1013. That's H-A-U-N-T-1013. And uh, like I mentioned earlier, I... I Eventually, my other two podcasts will be back on the air. That's uh, gobbledegeekpodcast.com. That's also available on Twitter, gobbledegeek, and uh, theavatarreturns.com. Uh, or on Twitter, we are TAR Podcast, is what that is. It's been a while since I've had to plug these. Uh, those are both on iTunes. Awesome. Uh, do all that, folks. And as for me, I like to seed my plug time to. Uh, re-announce that Paul and I, along with Matt Carrion, I mean, uh, I, I, I'm going to include him in it, uh, we're doing a Stranger Things podcast. Right, Paul? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, last time we announced the title, and we've changed the, the title. <laughs> I mean, we can officially re-announce it and officially announce the title. Um, Paul, why don't you say it? <laughs> because I need it. Oh, you don't, you don't want to do <laughs> I it, I need huh? to know how to pronounce this thing if I'm going to say it's, what, for the next, uh, is it like eight, no, five episodes or something? Yeah, so it, it'll be a short one. There's only eight episodes of the of the first season of Stranger Things on Netflix, and we're going to cover two episodes of the show on each episode of the podcast. So we should be four or five episodes of podcasting ahead of us for this. Uh, and the, the new and improved title is Dunstan... Or, <laughs> I always want to call him Dunstan. I don't know why. Dustins and Demogorgons. Dustins and Demogorgons. Okay, I think I, I think I got it. Oh, and after all that, I messed it up on the first yeah, try. You, you messed it up when you messaged me on Twitter about it, and you messed it up yeah. on uh, on here. It's it's amazing. But I, I'm pro- I promise not to make that mistake. I'm gonna call it Dustins and Demogorgons. Is that right? Demogorgons. Yes, correct. Demogorgons. Yeah, thank you, Lisa. I yeah. <laughs> I have not seen Stranger Things, so I do not know this. these references, these two. Um, and I'm interested to see how this turns out. Because, uh, for those listening who don't know, the podcast where it happens, Paul just, I mean, on the fly, because we had no title for this podcast. And he's like, well, why not this? The podcast where it happens. And I go, I don't know what that means. Let's do it. So... Uh, kind of the same thing here. Dustins and Demogorgons. That's right. Uh, yeah. Very good. Um, stay tuned for that. Hopefully in November we'll record these episodes and put them out for all of you to listen to. Um, so yeah, that's it. Uh, Lisa, thanks again. Thank you guys so much. Now it's time for our Thank you. signature catchphrase. What is our catchphrase? <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. Uh, hey, everybody out there. Don't throw away your shot. <laughs> Never gets old, man. <laughs> Never gets old. I'm a professional. Okay.
having I, I just I want to say having watched uh, the the documentary did you watch through all the way through the end credits yeah uh and peggy. peggy yeah yes the little and peggy i was like oh that should have been our catchphrase the end of every episode one of us should have just said and peggy oh, damn it oh damn it I'm gonna go, Missed go back and re-edit the episode to just put that at the very end the entire thing <laughs> yeah and peggy